What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, as you can imagine, Abe is absolutely miserable. The Sixers fall in a 2-0 hole. We recap the beginning of the NBA playoffs, including are the number one seeds in trouble. Bucks go down, Lakers go down. We talk about all of that. What do we think about Houston? The Porzingis ejection. And then we get a little baseball involved. Tatis under the gun because he hits a grand slam. How does that happen? We discuss Boomer versus Banger. And then if you're listening today on August 20th, Thursday, it is the NBA's draft lottery, which gives me a lot of hope and love for my New York Knicks. Hopefully we get the number one pick. And then we do ranked. It's a funny ranked because we rank the worst parts of being a sports fan. I'm sure all of you will be able to relate. And then a minute with Eagleson as we recap the NHL playoffs with What the Puck. If you're new to the pod, make sure you follow and subscribe. Follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We are your sports group chat. We talk like you do with your friends, which I know you will love. Snapback fam, new app. Let's get it. Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. We are recording at 9.20 p.m. on Wednesday night, which means the Sixers have just fallen into an 0-2 hole against the Boston Celtics, which leads me to ask, Abe, what is on your mind today? Dude, <laughs> I'm so done. I'm done. I, I just... It's I don't understand how I I didn't play basketball past freshman year of high school competitively. And I don't understand how I can have a better understanding and talk to many people like in my circle about what's going on in the game, you included, and have a full agreement how obvious it is. I'm 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 done with this team from the top down, from the ownership to the GM who was a former player on this team with no general manager experience. To the players who have no interest in competing in a playoff basketball game, I get that the, I get that the fans aren't there, and that, and that it maybe takes away from the playoff atmosphere. But like, we can both agree that the intensity in these bubble games and these playoff games has been something that has like, been like, unbelievable because we haven't been used to it. What's been going on in twenty twenty? The Philadelphia 76ers came out in this game too. Game one, I understand. I, you know, I didn't think we were going to really win it. A lot of turnovers, this and that. Game one, you come out firing hot. Game, I mean, in the second quarter, you completely fall apart. What was that defense? <laughs> it, it, and then, and then you come out. They're just it, no, no, no. Let's just stop with the breakdown and acknowledge one thing. They're just not a good basketball team. Like they're not. But good, the thing, but, but but they're not. But they're not. Like Abe. No, no, they're not. It. They're not. But what? Right. But but the they have good basketball. But they players. don't. That and that's what I realized tonight was Joel Embiid was special tonight. Tobias was not good tonight. Josh Richardson was awesome tonight. And then outside of those three, 
without Ben, they really do not have good basketball players. I'm sorry. Like, you're freaking out when Alec Burks isn't playing well. Like, he's not good at the sport of basketball. No, no. That, see, that's where you're wrong. Because I Alec promise Burks, you. Alec, no, I'm just, I don't want to go into a conversation about Alec Burks, but he's someone that is very important to an NBA team because he comes in off a bench. He's like a, I'm not calling him Lou Williams. He's like a Lou Williams. He's like a Jordan Clarkson. He's someone. <laughs> but but he's not. Clark. He's not as good as those players. That's the difference. It's but like he's. he's been, but 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 Jack, but Jack, he's been playing like those good players, and you just completely abandoned him. The the problem with the seven. But you don't have a backup seven. point guard. You don't have a starting exactly. point guard. Tobias Tobias is terrible. Listen, the number one problem is the roster construction. And that, that's a general Oh, I forgot Al Horford was supposed to be like a key piece. Like he averages four points a game. Like Dude, he's worse I, than Bobby Portis out I, there. No, all right. Well, I know you think you're talking like trash to me right I'm now. Not. Think, like, I'm not. I'm being serious. Trash, but like I'm, I, I know this. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, like tonight, like tell everyone about the, the actual text that we shared tonight. That was actually for once like, like exposing the true me and how I feel. Which is about how I was texting you about how no you're, I actually don't know which text no, you're, you're referring. Yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to get me to admit it. I'm you're not trying to get. I me don't to admit know it. what text you're talking about. I swear in my life. The Philadelphia 76ers have two of the worst four contracts in basketball. Oh yeah, that's true. I Tobias Harris had a great year for the 76ers. He did relatively he did. sure. He played very well. He averaged 19 points a game, and he improved vastly on the defensive end of the floor. He hasn't entered Orlando, Florida. He 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 wasn't on the flight. That's yeah. that's some Scooby Doo shit. Where at the end they unzip his costume, and it turns out that Tobias Harris, when he zips from the forehead down, is fucking that 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 little intern from the Last Dance that Jordan bullied the entire time. <laughs> Tobias Harris has not come to Orlando, Florida. I don't know where he is. I've been saying it all year, and I know you say it a great year. He is not a max player in the NBA. He's you know just what? not. He's fine. He's good. He can get you 20 a night. But can, a max player in the NBA, he is not. Question. Let me ask you a question. If, if the Sixers roster was constructed of Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and two, the starting five, and two lights out shooters. Yeah. Like a Buddy Heald or a, right. or, a, or let's call it a, a Joe Harris or a Dallas mm-hmm. Burchard. Not super high end. Right. What do you think Tobias Harris's worth would be then? Because you look at it. Still not a max. Less of a max. Why? Because then they would need less scoring. Like Tobias's only input to the game is getting you 18 points. That's, and gra- that's and not, he's that's tall, really so he grabs really some true. boards. That's not really true. He, I'm, I'm telling you, he is not a max player. He's the worst max player in the league. But I- I don't. I don't understand. That's not true. Yes. Who's worse than him? Maybe Al Horford's not. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's it's, not. I mean, if I think, I think for him, for his point in the NBA, no. four for one. No, he is four for one hundred nine is the max. Wait, Al Horford's on a four-year deal for one hundred nine million dollars. It's technically like four for like something else. Wait, and that contract started this season. Jack, you know this. Stop. So All the right, process no. is actually well, my, my, done. My point, not no, no, no. My point is. First of all, I think Al will be off the team at the end of this year. We'll just have How? To, How do you get we'll rid just of a player pull, like that? You have, you have to attach a first-round pick and probably Josh Richardson. I don't think Josh Richardson's the right fit for this team either. You saw this year, the Sixers came in. Not for this, this Sixers team, he's not. You saw this year, everyone was hyping up the Sixers as the top one, two, three teams in the in the East with Boston and Milwaukee. Like, 
preseason, that was the consensus. You were even saying that the Sixers should go to the finals. But you've learned. I also I also said Al Horford made zero sense, and you told me how good defensively that would make them. We'll get into it at ranked, but that's part of being a fan. Okay. Like All right. Being- so before we go to the one seeds, quick exercise. I'm going to read you players who make more and less money than Tobias Harris. I, I, I saw. I saw the tweet. I saw no, 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 not that tweet. Different, different concept. And you're going to stop me and just say him when there's a player you would rather not have than Tobias Harris. Okay. We're going to speed through this. Steph Curry, Chris like I'd Paul. I'd rather have Tobias. I'd rather have. Wait, I'd rather have Tobias Harris over. Yes. Over that person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Steph, CP3, Westbrook. Stop. Stop. Abe. 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 They're not going to take you seriously if you do that. Chris Paul. Chris Paul on that team would make do wonders. We're not stopping on Chris Paul. There's way more players you can fake stop the list on. John Wall, Harden, LeBron, KD, Blake Griffin. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. John Wall. To who? Okay, all right, I'm done with this conversation. No, 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 no. I'm being serious because I don't want John Wall and Ben Simmons sharing. The shut, up. Just shut, up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. John Wall's coming. Nah, John Wall's a worst. Stop. No, 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 stop. John Wall you has sound a worse stupid. contract than Tobias Harris. You sound stupid, though, because if Tobias wasn't there, you'd have John Wall, Ben Simmons at the four, and Embiid, and that's a better team. Like, I think you don't understand. John Wall, has a, John Wall has a worse contract than Tobias Harris. No, he doesn't. Not when he's on the floor. Sure, he's hurt, but Tobias plays and just takes up minutes that could be going to somewhere else because Tobias is terrible. Who is he going right. to? Furcon Korkmaz? Exactly. All right, on to the next topic, which is the number one seeds. The Bucks and the Lakers both fall. Obviously, a few days ago, I might have said that the Blazers had a 0.0% chance do. of of winning this series, I'm going to upgrade them to 0.01%. Look, the Lakers shot 15% from three. They shot 35% from the field. But the thing to me was that the Blazers didn't play well and still won the game. That's what worries me on my prediction. The Blazers did not play well. They scored 100-some points. Dame was hot early, but only finished the game with 33 points. CJ was fine. Um... I mean, just they just didn't play that well. Nurkic was great, but whatever. They hit some shots late. That's just eventually what separated them. And then the Lakers was just abysmal. And LeBron can continue to stat pad all he wants. But at the end of the game, LeBron James, you need to go score. I watched Alex Caruso take a shot down six with a minute 30 to go. A leaning in three-pointer when LeBron James handed him the ball with 10 seconds on the shot clock. That's one of the most unacceptable things I've ever seen. LeBron went 20, 15, 10, 23, 15, whatever he did. I don't care. Everyone keeps telling me he's the MVP. He's the best player in the world. He's this, he's that, he's this. Okay, you are held to a higher standard. You cannot be passive in game one of a series where you don't have home court advantage anymore. This team is on fire. All you did last night was give them confidence. And all you did was make your teammates the least confident group of the bunch who you're going to need. It was disgraceful. And then the Bucks fall 1-0. This sounds crazy to me. I think there's a higher percentage chance the Lakers lose the series, but it would not shock me if the Magic went up to on the series. Yeah, it really wouldn't. Um, uh, let's. I would start. With it, the- it makes no sense. Let's start with the box. Okay. 
Well, I, I need to like. You think the the Bucks are gonna fall again? Why? No, no, no. I don't. I'm saying I think there is a high. I, it would not. It just would not shock. So you're. Me. So you are. So you're emphasizing more of the fact that there's no way that the Lakers lose this series. I don't think they can lose this series. I don't either. I don't either. Wait, no, no, no. No, I do think the Lakers could win the series. I lose no. the series now. I just don't think. I just think the Bucks could luck into because of their defense. The Magic could have another good shooting day. They could fall down 2-0. Oh, Middleton, Middleton could wake up. Obviously, and, dude. Obviously, there's a better chance that one team can win one game versus a big underdog can win three more. Right, but the Magic are still you know double digit dogs, and the Blazers have momentum, and they're only five point underdogs. So, so let's let's talk about the Bucks first. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm more interested in them. First off, let's just get it out of the way because you didn't bring it up. Giannis didn't have a bucket for the last seven minutes of the game. That's pretty unacceptable. Well, he he got pulled late, and he did have a bucket, but he was stat padding as well. He had a field anyway, goal. He had a layup. It was bad. Two, but. two, 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 two. We're talking while we're on the subject of Tobias Harris. Yeah. I would just like to put it an MIA form out there. <laughs> that, has anyone seen Chris Middleton? Yeah, he was on the court. They, it, the problem was Budenholzer. The, no, 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 the the entire bubble. The entire bubble. Oh, Coach of the Year Budenholzer. Yeah, Coach of the Year Budenholzer. Coach of the Year Budenholzer just happens to have the MVP. Made his worst coaching mistake of the year, and in his pregame speech to the team, he mentioned the word playoffs, and that is, you know, that kind of enforced Middleton to go four for nineteen from the field. Like he, I just don't understand what happens to him. And you know what's nuts, Abe? That I thought about during the game that I didn't even send a text about Giannis. And it pisses me off when every time something happens, Warriors Twitter is like Giannis to Golden State or Heat Twitter. And I see the photoshops. It pisses me off because I think Giannis wants to win there. Giannis is one more game away from being on the all first team save me team. He he was not good yesterday. What? He was on my team. <laughs> he was you not. Realize, wait, 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 wait. We did this segment like a week ago. Like it took you, it took dude. You it's like, painful to watch. I mean, you, I'm talking like, like Cavs. Like I said to you, no, I said to you, he had thirty, like sixteen and seven, and it felt like nothing. It was yeah, because least... he he has to. That's his floor to exactly. just get them within distance. Now, but that wouldn't be his floor if he had better players around him. Well, it, he would still do that. That's how good he is. I promise you, because Middleton still put up a ton of numbers, Lopez, Bud, so they all did. It's just like, how do they? And then this is the biggest question mark and why I think they could lose the second game tomorrow. Their defensive strategy, it works over the course of, you know, an entire season. But all you got to do is get hot. Not even hot. You got to hit open shots in four of seven games. And when you're late in the playoffs, the best teams, they hit those shots. That's why they're the best teams. And that strategy of just sinking to the hoop, they changed it up a little. It was a little too late, and Vucevic had already caught fire, as we know. Oh, Middleton, just like, you got to figure it out. Going forward for the rest of the playoffs, who are you more worried about? The Bucks or the Lakers? The... I'm not worried about the... I'm more worried about the Lakers. I'm more worried about Chris Middleton. 
Because that's all it is. He's the biggest X factor in the entire playoffs. He doesn't need to outperform anything. He just needs to play up to his standards, and they're fine. He just I can't. About, I think I'm worried about the Bucks more. It, the reason they, why I'm not worried can, about the, the Magic, the Magic. I mean, they're fine. I'm, I'm they're not, gonna I'm beat not, the Magic. I'm not, I'm not, of course, of course. I'm not. I'm not one for one game reactions. But the Magic kind of showed yesterday that when it gets down to the half court offense. You just got to take away one guy and you can let Giannis do what he wants. Exactly. That's the thing is you got to – it's exactly what we just watched with the Sixers. You run the offense through Embiid. He kicks out to open shooters. If they're not making the shots, then they can't score the basketball. Like no one else is attacking. Connaughton, Corver, Bledsoe will attack. That's it. Even Lopez is on the outside. They're going to beat the Magic. I have no doubt about that. I actually like them. I know the Heat have given the Bucks problems. But I just don't think the Heat are going to have enough scoring to beat the Bucks, And Giannis will still get his. So there's no, like, Giannis stopper and bam. The problem with the Lakers is I think they'll get by the Blazers. I think they could get by Houston. They're just not – they're nowhere close to the Clippers. The Clippers are just by far the best team in the league. Let's just let's, – let's stick with the, the Blazers here because everyone in America is really happy about – Portland taking game one. Charles Barkley's bringing out a brew. That was hilarious. Absolutely. And the fact that he even said they're going to sweep them and got game one. Is well, no, he also said they were going to win the championship right. last year. He's but, just like a Portland diehard. I think I think calling the sweep is bolder than the title. <laughs> I think, I don't think, yeah, of course. But I don't think that, I think that the, you're giving Portland a lot less credit than they should for last night. Like, yeah, if you look at the Lakers and how they played, they had a historically bad shooting night from three in terms of high volume. Mm -hmm. And that attributes to Portland giving them open shots. And if they hit those shots, they probably win. But in my opinion, Portland played a pretty good game. And you saw LeBron James in that that first half. He had like 10, 8, 9, whatever. It was a near triple-double. And he was controlling that pace of the game on his own and had it at a one-possession game at half. And his co-superstar... Anthony Davis was nowhere to be found. Well, it's it's both of them are, are the worst box score players ever last night, right? Like you look because at because Anthony Davis had twenty nine. Exactly, exactly. But AD he was shooting threes, and they were so open that he has to take them, and I was fine with them. And he was bricking, and mid range was off, but it was also the whole team. And I'm not saying Portland didn't play well. What my statement was. Portland didn't even play that well, which is what scares me if I'm a Lakers fan. That's my, the difference. My thing with this series is, like, we talk about a, a um, who's going to be the X factor in a Lakers versus Rockets series, Lakers versus Clippers series. It's Anthony Davis for a Lakers versus who's the main that yeah the yeah for the Lakers versus Blazers. That person has to be LeBron James. Yeah, he has to be the one to carry him. You saw him with Gary Trent. Junior on him at times last night. You saw him with Carmelo. <laughs> Carmelo, who for one possession was moving his feet like real well. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, Melo's up. whole thing, his whole career was he just tries to guard LeBron James whenever they play. Right, right, right. But he locks you, saw Le- you saw LeBron getting into the low post, and you saw him just passing, look, make the right. But this was like in the second quarter, so yeah. you can't really give him shit. He was making the right play and passing it. But you think about it like this. When the game gets close between the Lakers and Blazers, when the game gets close between any teams that play in the NBA, the team that can hit the shots down the end is the team that's going to win. And there's no doubt that the Blazers have more guys that can hit shots. Than no the doubt. Blazers. No doubt. 
No, they might have they might have three guys who can I would trust with the ball with 30 seconds to go before I pick a single Laker at this point, which is nuts. The biggest thing is Danny Green. The weirdest thing I don't KCP is like I don't like. Yeah, I expect him to be shit. Yeah. Danny Green is like championship pedigree. Yeah, what I'm saying is LeBron has the ball in the post in the in the early second quarter against Gary Trent Jr. and Carmelo Anthony. Instead of looking to make the right play there. Why don't you think ahead to when the game is close and you bully them and you get Carmelo Anthony and Gary Trent in foul trouble? Right. That's my thing for me. LeBron James needs to be that dominant player in this series because there's really no answer for him anywhere. You're not going to put a Nurkic on him. You're not going to. Melo can't guard him realistically. Dame and CJ can't guard him. You could have an Anthony Davis. No one should be able to guard him. (laughs) Like that's the crazy. But you could thing. have you could have an Anthony you could have an Anthony Davis where Nurkic can mess around with him a little bit. Nurkic can give him trouble. There's no match for LeBron James. Right. Just like there's no match for Anthony Davis on the Clippers or the Rockets, and that's where he needs to dominate. So I think that you see LeBron come out the rest of the series, and hopefully, I mean, you want to call it. All right, Playoff so run time. Playoff run time. Accumulating stats in an L time. All right, let's just. How, bring how happy? How happy were you when you when you saw the post game reaction and TNT just had his stats in the background? I wasn't that happy. It was kind of underwhelming. Like usually, LeBron gives us a little fight. Um, all right, since it wouldn't be our sports podcast unless we overreacted to a single game. Uh, let's have the conversation. Is LeBron washed king? And number two, more seriously, can he act, does he even have the ability to take that game over anymore? Like, it hurts to watch. I, I, it's, it's a groin injury, and it's been two years since we saw him play at that performance. It's year 17. I know you told me that once. And he's older now. But does, Le, does LeBron James have the ability to score 20 points in the fourth and carry them not one time in game two, in game two, in game four, in game six. Can he go off for 30 plus points, get every bucket, attack the rim, hit shots? You're talking, you're talking 2018 playoff Bron. Playoff Bron. Like I'm talking playoff Bron, playoff Bron. Until he gives me, until he proves that he can't, I'm not. I mean, Jack. Look, let's. I mean, I know you want to say let's look at his like they're boosting his stats in a loss, but come on, that was a close game until the end. Like you're not gonna like boosting stats is like a Giannis when the game was out of hand with ten minutes to go. <laughs> that was a game with that was a game with three minutes to go. And I'm saying I'm not saying I'm not saying LeBron James played a good game last night. Right. I'm not. But I mean, you're 17. Let's look at that stat line. <laughs> I, I really don't think he has it in him. And I'm not ready. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure I'm not sure if you don't think he has it in him. I think that you're just like I gotta see it. Like yeah, I don't I'm not I don't think you're dumb enough to deny that he's done. I don't know. His lift is just oh, different. Boy. His lift is what different. Is that, what, what, what is that what does that mean? It's like me saying we're gonna throw different levels. It's not. Him. It means when he's in transition attacking the rim and then Hassan Whiteside barely leaves his feet and he looks like a puppy lost in midair. Like he I've looked, never he looked, he looked right? really he looked good in the first half yesterday. He looked, he looked good diming. He's always gonna be he's Andre Miller right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell me he doesn't look like Andre Miller right now. He's a yeah. tall Andre Miller. 
Stop. LeBron James is a tall Andre Miller right now, and it hurts oh, my freaking heart. And you know why it heart hurts? No, wait, wait, stop, stop. You know why it hurts stop, so much? Stop, because stop, for stop, the past stop. 10 years, I've been spending time protecting Michael Jordan, not appreciating LeBron James as much as I would have liked to. Now I work in sports. I do this podcast with you, and I play both sides. I protect MJ, but I try to appreciate LeBron as best I can. And all I'm saying is, you as I've to, you, matured you and gotten to this point in my life and and my career in the sports industry, it's upsetting that I'll never be able to see LeBron James dominate a basketball game again. So because he's tall, you, Andre Miller. You know why you haven't appreciated him? You say you you've appreciated him in a small capacity. You haven't appreciated him, Jack. You're a condescending dickhead. And everything you say, like when you say, I mean, it's playoff brawn time. You don't it is that. playoff brawn time. You, what you're doing, what you're doing is you're, you're smart. You're, you're a little Max Kellerman type player. You are, you are elevating LeBron James as high as you can, knowing, knowing that the Clippers are most likely going to beat him. He's the one seed. He is the one seed with people telling me but you're, but that no, he's the but you're MVP this, of the but, league. But, but, but you're doing this on purpose. You're, you, this is what you're doing. Like This is what Max Kellerman does. Everything is calculated, Abraham. Everything, Everything is calculated. Everything is calculated. Everything is calculated. <sighs> that would have been a great ter- transition into the lottery odds. But we got more time to go. All right, Abe. Here's another thing we can do because you hate the Sixers. Bron looks like tall Andre Mill. <laughs> Can we go all in on the Rockets? Come on. We really? After last night, you're not all in on the Rockets yet? I'm 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 all out on basketball. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I think they would kill the Lakers. Like they are a I've said this from day one. Wait, wait, wait. We're not doing we're not doing one game reactions, but you think they would kill the Lakers? I've said this from day one. We've agreed on this. We said the Rockets are the we nightmare have, matchup for them. No, we agreed that it would be interesting to see. We did not agree. I mean, it's Rockets just Daniel House huge. would lock up LeBron at this point after what I watched last you, night. You just used the kill word. Which is? You just used the kill word that the Rockets would Oh, yeah, they the would. Lakers. If they make it there, it would be five so, games. So, so if the Lakers... Get out if right. since everyone thinks they won't. If they get out of the series, you're taking Houston next series. Yes. I mean that's just like. See, you're doing that not because I do think happen, I do think it, let's let's make a better. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll let's be fun. do a people's bet. It's not quite the people's parlay. Would you not? Let's say someone gave you a million dollars right now. Would you not place it on the Clippers to win the Western Conference? Like. Is there if you could make any bet besides the Sixers? I feel like you would bet on the Sixers winning the series before <laughs> before you bet on the Lakers winning the West at this point. I think there is no doubt in my mind the Clippers will be in the NBA Finals. They're the best team, and they're built to win an NBA championship. They're built perfectly, and now they don't have to worry. No, 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 no. The Lakers. The La- don't get me. Don't get it twisted. I picked the Lakers to win the Finals, not because I think they're a good team. Yeah, because no, of because, playoff fraud. Right? I've, I've I've picked the Cavs. Before LeBron went to the Lakers, I picked the Cavs for eight straight years. Not All right, the Cavs, let's let's the revisit Houston though. They win without Russ. We knew the Thunder were like kind of the feel good story. They weren't doing anything. Nothing changes after one game for you with Houston. I just think they're they play so hard defensively, and that's always the biggest question mark about them. Like Roko really just There's, gives it's not problems. A question. It's not with the Rockets. It's not a question of what they're going to give you defensively. It's a question of. Well, the shots fall. If the shots fall, you're <sighs> fucked. You're fucked. Right. 
But I think over seven games, that's why it's a great strategy. Will it will it fall twelve out of twenty one games? You know True. what I mean? True. Yeah. No, you're not. That's wrong. why. That's why. I think you could definitely win them the series. Right. I, I think I think they could win this series without Russell Westbrook. Just yeah. By shooting, just by I mean, but because even, if you look at game one with the Thunder yesterday, you and I bet on it, so we were watching it really closely. What teams try to do with the Rockets is what you shouldn't do. They try and play their style of basketball. They try and shoot with them. And that's gotta, what – but that's what you want for Houston. You but, want but, you know? but, but a team like the Thunder can't do that. They don't have that type of three-point No three. one does. Have, that's the point. No one has a lineup to match up with them why, except that, exactly, maybe the Clippers. You, that, is, that is why you can't – like the Thunder were straight up playing four out yesterday right. and trying to shoot three for three with them. Right. The Lakers, if you do that, they're screwed. They have to stick to their game plan because in in the end, LeBron You're James trading is twos for threes though, and that's Maury's theory. This Maury, I love Maury for what he's done because we'll see. Like obviously, Russ needs to come back healthy, and that's why it's so. What tough. are your thoughts on Maury in China? <laughs> okay, on to on to the Latvian thug. Porzingis got tossed the other night for. Let me just get this off my chest. Two ho- like soft ass texts. Also, two techs that were, like, very clearly technical fouls. Like, letter of the law, you cannot swing your fist. It's an automatic technical. And letter of the law, if there's an altercation, you cannot step in and escalate the issue. Two techs. Was I pissed to see him go? Obviously not. We had a bet on him going under, so that was perfectly fine. They were close. The game's on right now. What's the score? I know we have the over in the game, but who is winning? At the end of one... We're piped. We're piped. At the end of one, Dallas is up 29-25. What do we have? 233? Yeah, we need some more points, but it's fine. We're, we're piped. It's we're fine. Piped. No, that's fine. It's 54 times 4 is 216. We just need a little pace. We need a little pace. First half's always slow. We'll hit I'm, shots. I'm, I'm done with that word pace. <laughs> pace is tough. Uh, Porzingis toss. Clippers. Mavs close game. Could the Mavs win tonight? Luka, I mean, he's going to win them a game this series most likely. But once again, the Clippers are just too steady. They can score. They have Mook go off. Lou Will doesn't do anything. Lou Will can go off. Beverly had five fouls. He didn't do anything. Montrez is still coming back. It's just like they're the they're literally the last year's Raptors on steroids. They went from Siakam to Paul George. They are far <laughs> and beyond the best team in basketball. It's not close. Far and beyond. It's not close. I don't even have more comments Porzingis, on that. I mean, Porzingis, I mean, I don't know what he said in the first, like, you know, the first ones. Cause right, he right. Threw his, he probably could have said something that would have got him a T anyway. Probably something in Latvian, if that's but, even a language. But if you're Chris Dapps, I don't care that you're protecting Luka in a playoff game. You, you can't gotta, get tossed. <laughs> you you got to know you have one T. Right. Like, I'm sure t- I'm Tim Hardaway Jr. or Dorian Fitty-Smith would have loved to go there and just give a little flick that Chris. Like he flicked him, he didn't do anything. I mean, right. should you eject him in a playoff game like that? No, absolutely not. Is it the rule? Yes, right. but I mean, it's 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 like. But that's yeah. the worst thing is like, do you want the refs to know the situation, which is that Porzingis is on a tee? Like, what if that happens tomorrow or tonight in the first quarter? Same exact thing happens. Like, he deserves a technical again, but because it wouldn't be a second, it's fine. It's, you know, obviously I'm being a narc because yeah, I hate, come, I hate exactly. Porzingis. It, come, but... it comes down to, the, this is a perfect segue. It comes down to 
the boomer NBA fans, which right. is what we hear Chuck and Shaq on TNT, mm-hmm. always talking about how the league is soft, versus the new NBA and how these are the rules and you have to abide that them abide by them. But while we're talking about boomer, this is a perfect transition into the myth, the man, the myth, the legend that is Fernando Tatis Jr. 3-0, up 10-0. 10-3, 10-3, 10-3. 10-3, late in the game, right? Top Seven, eight, yep. Top, top eight, eight inning. Take, has a 3-0, gets the take call from third base, sends his guy deep on a grand <laughs> slam, and continues to boast about it in the the dugout. Baseball, I mean, the, the Padres manager apologized for it. People were giving him shit. Padres manager actually called Tatis out to a degree. Which right, is... called him out. <sighs> Tatis apologized, which, let's just get it straight. There have been more apologized by a guy that hits a grand slam over a guy that has been cheating for an entire year. In the, Astros. <laughs> right. the Astros haven't apologized yet. But Fernando Tatis, listen to MLB. Here's an idea. If you don't want people to, if you don't want people to hate your sport, maybe you shouldn't give the best players shit for making it fun. <laughs> you want dingers? Let your players hit dingers. If you if you call if you're down 3-0, throw a better 3-0 pitch. Well, the funniest part is, did you see the pitch? The pitch is a great pitch, but and it it's an even. Fastball. But it's an even better swing. Like it's, it was, it's, uh, you're talking about the the um, the unwritten rules of baseball and the boomers of baseball that are obsessed with the rules. Which is you. I'm shocked right now that you're no, on. No, no, no. Because no, because I want baseball to be popular, and I have a, I have a realist understanding of what it takes to be. This is like the same thing with Bryce Harper. People gave him shit for doing the same thing early in his career. But the baseball purist that that love baseball for what it is and like think you shouldn't do that on when you're up that many on a 3-0 count yada yada unwritten rules say if you're on 3-0 and you know the guy's gonna take you throw a fastball he didn't throw a fastball mm-hmm. you gotta expect the ball to be hit so and especially in the current state of baseball and now people are giving him shit for this and now it seems like the internet the internet and baseball like fans are two different people in my opinion the internet is loving Fernando Tatis, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball people are like, fuck that guy. Right. So I talked to my baseball purist friend who actually sees both sides, and I got some good feedback. Number one, his argument was, you know, we're trying to win the game. I didn't see the sign. We're trying to, you know, we want to win the game. We're trying to hit, not Tatis, just everyone who's backing Tatis. They're saying he wants to win the game. To be fair, I know you're the hottest player in the league, but with a 3-0 count and bases loaded, you probably if you're trying to win a baseball game, don't you take that pitch? Because then you, you know put, a lot. A lot of people are saying 3-0 no matter what the situation. Right, you're never swinging. With bases loaded, you take the pitch. But and like, then Keith Hernandez, the Mets broadcaster, made a fairly good point. And I watched John Boy. Do you know who John Boy is? He does a lot of baseball content. He's really good. He does funny stuff. He made a good point that, or he was showing the video. Tatis actually never looks at third, so he didn't miss a signal. Like, he didn't see anything. So he was just going up there to swing anyways. But Keith Hernandez made a fair point, which was, it's not that he swung. 
It's that knowing like what could happen. He hits the grand slam and then the next pitch Machado gets thrown at. So it is a bit selfish knowing that even if you're not going to respect the unwritten rule of don't swing in that situation, which I don't think you should. It's a seven run game. There's only 60 games in a season. God forbid they had come back. Like that's the biggest nightmare ever. But there is the argument that Machado, who's their star, other star gets thrown at you know, at his back because of that selfish act. That's it. Let the guy swing the bat. Like it's a, like imagine, imagine, imagine giving Jamal Murray shit or Donovan Mitchell shit for being up 27 in the fourth quarter today and and him taking a fast break three pointer. That's that that in my mind. It's the same thing. If, if a game, not to mention that, not to mention today or yesterday, I think it might've been today or yesterday. Twitter got Twitter got out of hand today because he stole third with a six zero lead. Oh but yeah, like that that that's not even. That it was bad. in like the third inning though. Like, like once six, again, it a, like it was the sixth inning. These baseball unwritten rules, unwritten. Yeah, you they were you so specific. You, you, They're like it can't. has to be after the six. It has to be a six run lead. Okay, if it's top nine two outs, you're up twelve. Different story. Seven runs is not like that's not, that game's not over. I'm sorry, you, it's just not. You, you, you can't bat toss. You can't. Right. Meanwhile, your baseball has is the least popular it's been in God knows how many years. You have a power struggle between the players and the owners right now. You want it to be as exciting as you can. Forget, forget what happened on the play. It involved the newest, most exciting <laughs> player in baseball. You like. Hitting a grand slam to lead the league in home runs. In Los Angeles, I bet you 90% of the people would recognize Alex Caruso on the street before they would Mike Trout. Agree. Without which a is, doubt. Which is wild to think about. It's wild. And then you have the Although, Alex Caruso was shit. taking late game shots for the most popular team Stop. in LA with a minute to go. Stop. And Mike Trout's team is under 500 for like the 18th straight season. All right, here we go. The most important part of this seg- of the entire podcast is here. If you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, August 20th, it is the NBA Draft Lottery. The New York Knicks are currently slated as the eighth most likely to receive the first round pick. 9% chance, 9%, 4% chance to get first. We're locked into the top 10, I believe. I don't know. All I know is I'll be on my Instagram live 830. I want you to come through for a few minutes. Um, we drank a little tonight. I do a tradition, did it last year, where I just rip shots, waiting and watching. I feel like, the I, feel like I feel like it should have been – I feel like tonight if I would have went live during the Sixers game between the first quarter ups and the second quarter downs. It would have been entertaining. And the second half, like, steep hill. But, I mean, I am – can I just, like – you're jealous. I am so jealous of you right now. <laughs> where the only worry in your world is a ping pong ball bouncing around. And no matter where it bounces, one, five, ten, you can spin it no matter what. Well, it's the worst draft ever. So if they right, want to spin it against but, me, but, then then I'm going to spin it against but them. Like, but, like, I can't – I mean, I can't spin in this 2-0 de- oh, deficit because – a, a team doesn't start until a road team wins a game. That's fine, but, but you can but you spin, can... but you know the Sixers are dead regardless. I know that if the Knicks get the first or tenth pick, I can continue to say Anthony Davis is coming, and our our roster can be a blank slate. Like hypothetically, you have three All Stars on max deals, and that's what every NBA franchise looks for. But now you have three shitty All Stars on max contracts. 
and you're locked into that nightmare of a roster with Horford. Stop. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. Let me just talk to something. Does Joel Embiid a shitty All Star for today's NBA? Like, I don't know if we're ready for this conversation. Is Ben um, Simmons a shitty All Star for today's NBA? I don't know if we're ready for this conversation. Oh, Jack, Jack, Jack. Oh, boy. So, like I was saying, you can blank slate it. You can say, okay, if we get the first pick, we could trade for CP3. We could get AD in free agency. Although someone did read me this roster, potential roster that they would want for the Knicks. This is the team. Fred Van Vliet, Nidalekina backing him up. Evan Fournier at the two, Dotson backing him up. Devin Vassell. Evan Fournier played well the other day. Devin Vizel at the three, Knox backing him up. RJ at the four, Jamie Grant off the bench. Mitch Rob at the five, Randall off the bench. I actually wanted to throw my phone through the wall. So there's highs and lows to being one of the worst teams in the league, which is... Nah, real- nah, there, there's, there are highs and lows because obviously the highs are the optimism. Right. And, and the lows are... The realism? <laughs> there, there, there's, a, there's a reason why you are the way you are. Uh-huh. But as a fan, like, there's no such thing. The only way is up. Right. Yeah, no doubt. You, you uh, can spin it like no matter what just, pick you. You no go what like no matter what pick you get tomorrow. If you get the seventh pick, right, you'll, Obi Toppin, you'll have, have Obi Toppin right. in, in, in a jersey, and you'll be you'll be talking about the offense. You'll be plugging him in certain places. Mm. Like I am so jealous. Like, but, okay, we'll get into it at ranks. All right, we are going to take a quick break. After the break, we are going to rank the worst parts of being a sports fan. We'll be right back after this. All right, fam, we are backed. We are ranking the worst parts of being a sports fan. If you're listening today, once again, it is the NBA draft lottery. So that is probably why I'm sad. And then Abe coming off a two-game hold to the Celtics. Best player is out. Second best player, whatever you want to say. It's just been a – we went from predicting the Sixers to go to the finals to being out in the first round, potentially swept. So – in honor of that beautiful thing, and the NFL starting 22 days where both of our NFL teams will, without a doubt, deliver us nothing but failure at the end of the day. I know, we'll both be in the Super Bowl, I'll see you in Tampa. But that season hasn't started. These seasons have. Uh, let's rank the worst parts of being a sports fan. All right, I begin, as always, my number three. Do you always start? Always. That's kind of bullshit. I mean, you can start. You just don't know how to... Do your you don't know how to do your two one to close it. I like hearing your one at, after mine. All right, here it is. Number three, hours, years of your life dedicated to grown men playing with a ball in which luck and variance plays a massive part. And there's human error involved in all of so it. So you're just saying the relevance of sports in the in the concept of the, the greater good? Not necessarily, because I understand how important sports are to society in terms of emotion, business, uh, bonds, friendship, teamwork, all that stuff. But when you come to think about it, you're trusting the bounces of a ball, as you've experienced, coupled with human error and lack of intelligence, please see Rams, Saints, NFC Championship. Like, Drew Brees' entire career is going to be defined by the fact he's going to have one Super Bowl when he should have played in multiple other ones. So, and and that's what I'm talking about, hours of your life. Like, if you took every hour... 
that not only you've consumed sports, but reading Twitter about sports, discussing, debating this podcast, people who listen to this podcast because it's a sports podcast, took all those hours back. The amount of efficiency but that like, you probably have as a human being would be that is like That's like scolding someone for their passion. You know what I mean? Like if you went to an artist and you said, think about the amount of time that you've spent making these paintings and and, and studying that's art. why that's why that's I why cu- no one should have passion no that's why i coupled that statement with grown men playing with a ball with luck and variance if you're if you spend 100 million hours painting your paintings are either going to be objectively good or bad i know the human eye sees things differently but if you're a good enough painter that's fine you can consume the most amount of sports ever and your teams can still suck. So that's my number three. Right. What do you got? My number three, and it follows pretty hand in hand with my entire life, is expectations. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. They, because they've only worked out twice in my life between the 08 Phillies and the and the Super Bowl Eagles. Um, and when you have expectations, which, Jack, you as a Knicks fan don't understand yet, but you will soon, they only end in heartbreak. And those heart, that heartbreak causes you to lose sleep. Which which goes back to your point, you're losing sleep over a ball, right? And a bunch, <laughs> and of there's things. luck and variance in human error, right? Once right. again, so, like that's so the worst. The, the worst thing, one of the worst things you could have as a sports fan for your own personal team when you are have a psychotic illness, such as myself, when it comes to Philadelphia sports, is expectations. So, so let's do a three. quick exercise before you go to number two. How many years have you been alive? Twenty four years. Let's say when did you start? Actually, remember? actually, um. In nine days, the 28th, do we record? No, we're going to miss it. It's my. It's half your half birthday. birthday. I know. I got it marked down. Don't worry. Uh, you half a sweatshirt? Sure. Okay, I'll give you, you a sleeve. Um, what is What age do, would you say you start remember like Eagles, Phillies, Flyers? I remember the Eagles going back to like the early and at the first Super Bowl. Like okay, in 2004. So, that, so I was okay. like eight, eight or nine years Okay. Old. So let's call but it. I, but I remember the Sixers. Couple right. of years before that, right? But let's call it let's call it sixteen years of really remembering seasons, not in full, but sixteen years. You've got Flyers, Phillies, Eagles. You've got Sixers. Okay, so four teams. Penn State's been in there for six years, so you've had six seasons of that. Maybe like I know you don't care about their college basketball team, but it's not like if they if they were good, you would have. But fakely, right? Like so, like I. Like I would consider, like my LeBron James fandom as a part exactly. of that too. So let's say sixteen which, which years, has, which has three rings or five if you're Nick Wright. <laughs> so sixteen years on average, you cared about four seasons. That's sixty-four seasons that you've watched, and you've won a title in two of them, which nets out to three percent success rate. Which honestly is like a higher success rate. And almost worth it at the end of the day, but you have a ninety-seven percent chance of failing, like every time. Right, and then the problem about that is, <clears throat> I I go into every year understanding that this is one of the worst things about being a sports fan is expectations, and I still have them because that's right. just what being a sports fan is. My number two is that every sports fan, like they're kind of just like forced to follow Darren Rovell on Twitter. <laughs> 
and that sucks. <laughs> like Darren Rohel is just like one of the one of the worst follows. He's not but, even close but every, to the worst follow. But every but every sports fan follows Darren Rovell, so it's kind of just like an unwritten rule. Like you shouldn't hit a three zero bomb when you're up seven runs in the eighth. And you can't but, yeah, unfollow everyone, Rovell. Everyone, everyone follows Darren Rovell, and they just like kind of just accept it. Clay Travis or Rovell? Who do you dislike more? Different reasons. Mostly Rovell because he's been doing it for longer. (laughs) He's got the experience. All right, my number two is the tease. So it's different than your expectations. Expectations are one thing. It's kind of over the course of a season. You don't win the championship. You fall short of expectations. The tease that your favorite teams will give you are just in. You're talking about Ravens last year. No, Ravens last year was like the least tease ever. I'm talking Ravens the eight years before. I'm talking Lee Evans drops it in the end zone. I'm talking Jeffrey drops it in the exactly. And and that's just those are the big examples. But even in in regular season games, Seahawks game, you guys are getting killed. You get a single first down against them, down two touchdowns. You're like, oh, we're coming back. And then you have to relock in for another hour where the game's just going to go in the other direction. The tease of, and it could be more of a Philly be more Ravens thing, but I'm pretty sure most fans deal with the tease. Of- the thing about you, the thing like for me, I've been going through like heartbreak for multiple teams for multiple years. You really have only been doing it with the Ravens. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah, the Orioles. I were go just- through it multiple times a year. The Orioles were just. I am. I am fucked up in the head. And because of that statement, my final and number one worst part of being a sports fan is you're stuck. A.K.A. you don't have a choice, really. Oh, 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 oh. Just wait. <laughs> like, and and you just talked about The only real heartbreak for me has been the Ravens. But when I talk about stuck for 20 years, I couldn't root for a baseball team. There was no team to root for. The Orioles did not win over 500 or 50% of their games. And this isn't even for us because I honestly think as much heartbreak as we've experienced, it's been generally net a positive experience. I mean, go to freaking, if you're born in the year 2005 or even in 2000, you're only five years old. You're from Detroit. You're like Dean, right? Dean has not in his lifetime watched the Miami Dolphins win a playoff game. Think about that concept. But, 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 but. Think about where he is in Miami. That's why. That's why there's not expectations in those places. Because oh no, he has higher expectations than you could even imagine. He's not all there in the head, but you look at a lot of other. <laughs> you look at a lot of other people in they Miami. All, like it's all the, the same LeBron, age. the 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 Heatles, the Heatles, yeah. LeBron. They weren't even necessarily selling out games. People don't care because there's other shit to do. People don't care. Like, That's why Detroit if as the well. Lakers, if the Lakers were the Lakers in a cold weather city or not Los Angeles, we may be like a, a Phoenix where it's still warm, but it's not like the glitz and glamour of LA. And they were still going through those years, but they had all that success. They wouldn't have been that popular. But it's the fact that they're, it's, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just. I just think you don't get to pick. Like, it's normally your parents are the reason you're a fan or the place you were born. You know, have you ever met those kids where I think, I think uh, the reason that Josh Jacobs is a Chargers fan mm. is the, the kids are you ask, yo, why are you a, uh, yeah. why, are you, why are you a Colts fan? Uh, when I was like five, I really liked the colors. Yeah. So, dude, shut but, up. But, but. 
at least you would have gotten stuck with Peyton Manning. Like some kids just get stuck because they have a brother who's a fan of this team and they pick, imagine you're in LA, same scenario. And your twin brother is like, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Everyone in your family's Lakers fan. And you know there's kids out there who are like, all right, screw the Lakers. I'm a Clippers fan. And for the past 20 years, you have been just a miserable franchise. Zero rings. That's all you hear about. But then there's the come up of it. We'll have to do best parts of being a sports fan one day when we have a good experience sometime down the road. Oh, I mean, that, that, we can do two ranks today. I got those ready to go. <laughs> all right. What's your number? They have nothing to do with my team's performance. What's your number one? Uh, did you do your number one? I thought you were first. Being stuck. Being stuck. The T's, being stuck, and then hours of life dedicated. Oh, uh, my number one is betting. Mm, yeah. Because because it gets you when, you, when you when you're a sports fan, you follow a bunch of sports, then you get introduced to betting, and you think you know a lot because you follow those sports. Turns out. And we're fine. Really, we're fine. 50% uh, chance to win this game. Don't worry. All right, Abe. well. And, and Abe, you want to use my number two to compliment your number one? The tease of sports betting when you make a little I run. Think, I, don't, I don't think the tease. I think the word you're looking for, and this could go in the best part of sports, is the rush. Yeah, no, there's a it's rush. The rush. But, but the, worst the part rush of is with the tease of the the fact com- that, that you get introduced to betting, and then not to mention you bet on your own team. Right, there's and nothing dumber than the, that. And let, me, let, me, let me just give you the number one rule of betting, fam. When you bet on your own team, they never win. They never win. It's I don't a double bet on, loss. I don't bet on the Eagles anymore. I don't bet on the Sixers. I bet player props, but like that doesn't count. I won't bet on the game result. It just actually that's not true. But the <laughs> Eagles, the Eagles, I really don't bet on unless yeah. really feel, unless it's like a primetime game where that doesn't count. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of rules. Prime. It's pretty much like anytime. You, you can't uh, bet on a one o'clock game at home against a, an <laughs> NFC West opponent. <laughs> right, that's the only rule. All right, let's get Eagleson in here to break this up. This sounds like a pity party for a guy who has a nine percent chance to win the number one pick tomorrow. Abe, you got nothing. All right, Eagleson, you've got a minute. Abe, bring up the clock and count him down. This is what the puck. The cap stayed alive. Ovechkin, big goal. Flyers. What are they about to be down if they lose? Eagleson, you know what I was going to say, Eagleson, your first four seconds of this, I know the Flyers and the Habs are playing right now. Tell me where they are in the game and what the score is. So here we go. Three, two, one. They're down three to two going into the third. Damn it. All right, keep going. The first round, it's almost already over. It feels like it just started, but we have four teams who have moved on already. Those being the Vegas Golden Knights, who eliminated Chicago. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who eliminated the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Boston Bruins, who eliminated the Carolina Hurricanes. Also, the Colorado Avalanche, who are my cup pick, beat the shit out of the Coyotes with a back-to-back 7-1 beatdowns. There's also a few teams on the brink of elimination. The Islanders are leading Jack's Capitals 3-1. Abe's Flyers lead Montreal three games to one. That game's happening right now. Like I already said, they're down going to the third. But I still think the Flyers move on. Um, the Dallas Stars are up three games to two over the Calgary Flames. And maybe in one of the better series of the bubble, the Canucks and the defending champs, St. Louis Blues, are all tied up at two after the, after the Canucks blew a two-game series lead. In some, in some other hockey news, the Bruins starting goaltender Tuka Rass pulled a vomit. Mm. 
Unfortunately, I'll update the people. Tuka Rask, like, just dipped from the bubble. I think he, there's some weird shit he, like, is, like, married to his mom or something. I don't know. That's what I heard. Um, apparently, that's what it is. Eagleson's um, not here to tell us otherwise. Dude, the Flyers are, like, really fucking good. Right. Right. Congrats. I'm excited for you. Because, <laughs> because you need it, man. You absolutely need it. Um, that's pretty much all we've got. Uh, we've got... Washed King, Tall Andre Miller. We've got the Sixers down 2-0. You've got an Instagram live today. If you're listening on Thursday, on my live, it's going to be electric. I will be like, I'll probably take a shot for every pick we need to skip in the draft to get to one. Um, should I um, Should I uh, just, you know, I have nothing to do tomorrow. Should I just like drink and join? Yeah, like Come it, it was... It was one of the more fun things I did last year. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. All right, let's just let's do this. The Knicks have the first pick. Who do you want? Uh, uh, who do I want? Ant. Okay. Second. Wiseman. What? Third. I don't know who goes. It depends who gets one. No. Assuming that your one goes, your two goes. Okay. Okay. Ant, Wiseman, Lamelo. Topping. That's pretty much it. I expect this. You know to be what they this. say. You know what they say. You never you know, get any of that no. shit. Well, we we got two of them, but ain't no stopping Obi Topping. <laughs> that is what they say. What do you think? Where do you think we'll land? What's more likely, top five or number ten? Number ten. Yeah. No. No doubt. What if the Knicks got the first pick? Let's play that game though, real quick. Because, like I said, the tease, which is always draft of the year. It's the worst draft of the century. Wiseman and Ant are good. So I feel like we're a back-to-back three type of thing. We could get the third again, not have a clear number three, be stuck in a situation where it's like LaMelo Ball or someone hey, else. you know what the beauty of it, Jack, is? You're right back here next year just <laughs> relying on a ping pong. That's the beauty of it. And we'll talk about the beauty of sports next. Let's do that next week. All right, we'll do that because on at that Thursday. Point, at that point, the Flyers will be up. Two nothing on the Bruins. I'll be feeling good about my city sports. Philadelphia will have left the bubble a long time ago. <laughs> All right, fam. We appreciate the love as always. A great episode. We got we got a little tipsy for it, but that's kind of just maybe that's our vibe. That's I don't know, man. All right, we will talk to you on Monday. Everybody have a great weekend. Snapback fam, much love. Fire Peace. Brett Brown. <laughs>